Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited to finally be talking over the digital sphere <laughs> to my old friend on the digital world, Meredith Curtis, from our sister podcast in our network, Finish Well. And uh, so she has finished well a bunch of homeschoolers and been a great help to the community. So I got to meet Meredith once, a long time uh, before the pandemic. (laughs) And now we get to see each other on the digital world. So, all right, well, Meredith, say hey to everybody and tell us about your homeschool family and and your homeschool journey. I would love to. And Vicki, thank you so much for having me here. I love your podcast Mm -hmm. and your blogs and your curriculum. It's just all awesome. So I'm really excited to be with you. Um, My name is Meredith Curtis and my website is powerlinepod.com. As Vicki mentioned, my podcast is finished well at the same network, Ultimate Podcast Network. And so I started homeschooling back in the olden, olden days where if you were a homeschooler, you had to, uh, you had to wear jean jumpers and yes. you had to drive a huge van. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I was kind of nervous about the whole van thing, but I yeah. actually didn't do either. I was kind of, you know, you rebel <laughs> I, yeah, a little bit, but I really, really loved the character qualities that mm-hmm. I saw in homeschooling children that I met. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a great way to pass on my faith to my children to be mm-hmm. studying with them and teaching them and, you know, spending every day with them. So I was super excited to homeschool. I loved homeschooling. I homeschooled from 1991 to 2016. That's when I graduated my baby. Oh and my then, goodness. Yeah. Yes. So I homeschooled a long time and loved yes. every second. I kept saying to my husband, let's have more babies. I want to homeschool more kids. <laughs> but then <laughs> what happened is that after I finished homeschooling, um, by then my oldest daughter was married with babies and she had three babies right in a row. So I, I ended up just doing a lot with, you know, to mm-hmm. help her, but also I kept leading my homeschool co-op with my friend Laura Mm. and that was really fun and we really enjoyed that and we've done that um so we we finished up this year and we're about to have our graduation so I have stayed once I finished homeschooling I just loved it so much Mm -hmm. that I wanted to mentor other moms yes and um so along this whole process I ended up creating a lot of my own curriculum and that's how I ended up with a publishing company. I kind of fell into it, not really understanding all the ins and outs, but Mm -hmm. um, now that I'm like a grown up, done with homeschooling, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get everything um, and learn a lot. So I feel like I'm still growing and um, I've just loved every minute of homeschooling. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, those of us of my generation and your generation, you're younger than me, but we were in the earlier days of homeschooling. So we learned a lot in the trenches and it's, you know, God gives us the tightest two kind of instructions, you know, help along the, the next generation. And so that's what you've done in your community, but also through the things that you published. And so we'll make sure we have links in the show notes too, because you got some awesome stuff there. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So how many kids did you homeschool? Oh, sorry. I have five children, four mm -hmm. daughters and a son. And my son is actually about to have his first child. So oh. I really like, yeah, my baby's having a baby. It's kind oh. of weird. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so five and um, all of them very, very different. Some of them really artsy and musical. And some of them, like my son is an engineer. One of my daughters uh -huh. is an accountant. So they just are very different. But um, I have to say one thing that homeschooling did is gave us a, a close knit family mm -hmm. and they're still really close friends mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed with my kids too, growing up. So my, my baby's 26. So, and they all are still together in their hearts. So they're spread all over the country, but they have, you know, their group it's um uh cacao is what they talk on and so their version of text Aww. and and uh, we'll keep each other abreast of the news or if there's something really hard going on sometimes they call their mom but a lot of times they'll call one of the siblings so that's cool yeah yeah that's really cool so speaking of hard things going on you know you and i have lived long enough to know that the 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 my version of life was if i just homeschooled my kids life would be perfect because we, I would have control over things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> oh I, I, I quickly found out that I am not in control of the universe as much as I, you know, I tell God how to run it all the time, but he doesn't pay much attention to that. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've, we've both been through in our families, in our lives, um, that, you know, homeschooling and, and our, our faith doesn't mean that life just turns into a fairy tale. Right. It just means that we have something to get us through. So yes. we, we thought we would talk today about uh, the, the strength in adversity, the things that get us through. So one of the best ways to do that is just give some examples. So can you think of a time where you or your families face some adversity and you know you found the strength to get through. Yes, I can think of so many and I'm gonna start with one of a, it's a little like lighter, not lighter, it's not light, but it um, doesn't involve sickness or death mm -hmm. or anything. But we, my husband is a church planter. So mm. we came to Florida and we planted a church and he worked part-time and mm -hmm. then you know we had this church well, there are many times that we were homeschooling and no one really knew, but our family in that we would just face some really tough financial times. Other mm -hmm. times we were really, really blessed. Mm -hmm. And um, I remembered like just sometimes thinking, you know, cause we had gone through a lot of rough financial stuff in the beginning mm -hmm. of our marriage, but it doesn't seem to be as scary before you own a home and before mm -hmm you know, you have older children. And so I can remember just being thinking, well, Lord, I don't know how we're going to pay these bills. And not only mm -hmm. how we're going to pay these bills, but people from the church are always over. They're always eating here. Mm -hmm. There's my children are expensive. And mm -hmm. like, so I remember that being really, really frightening and just wanting to still be hospitable, be generous and trust God, but honestly being afraid. 
And would we lose our house? Would this happen? Would this happen? And one thing that we did together is that we would all, as a family, we would just kneel down in the family room and, and cry out to the Lord for provision. Mm. And, you know, at the time I was so almost angry, like, you know, we're serving God, we're putting him first. Why are we struggling so much financially? But now looking back, um, I think to myself, golly, you know, that built so much faith in my children because they knew if God doesn't provide this month, then we won't be able to pay our bills. And they saw that God is a provider and he does come through. And Vicki, like one time we went through 18 months where every month we didn't know how the bills would be paid. Mm -hmm. And every month God came through in this weird, unexpected way. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, like refunds from years ago, it was just crazy. Mm -hmm. So that I can see how it built in my children, mm -hmm. um, a real generous heart to give mm -hmm. and also a trust of God. Like all my children really trust God with their finances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you know, when, one of the gifts that we can give our kids as they're going through their homeschool, high school experiences is learning about finances and learning that prayer yes. and discernment <laughs> is part of that process. Yeah. So how about you? I, I was thinking, you know, yeah, on, on simpler things like that, you know, like it's, you, you know, when you pray for some intervention on finances, you know, when that gets answered, you know, like you, you right. can see that. Um, and thinking about some concrete things like teenagers go through. So, you know, oh. our kids were homeschooled, of course, and we had our homeschool co-op and they had homeschool organizations and church youth group and these, this and that, that they were involved in and they had groups of friends, but you know, in the teen years, sometimes friendships shift mm -hmm. and, and that is so stressful and, yes. and heartbreaking, you know, for a young person. It's hard on us grownups when that happens, but you know, life <laughs> yes. happens. And so when that, when that would happen, I would go to God and pray and ask God to show my, my child um, their new friends or, you know, to That's reveal good. that to them. And, um, and sometimes with the kids, if they came to me to talk about it, because I wouldn't try to be too overly nosy on things like that, but if they came to talk to me about it, then I would say, you know, this is something you can pray about. You know, God cares about these kinds of things too. And I never saw God not answer that prayer. You know, he would bring across their paths, somebody that they needed to develop a friendship with. And so they learned then over life to, to look for those, those new friends, those things that God is giving them. And so that the, the gift of um, mom interceding for teenagers is uh, oh, one I of the, that. yeah. Yeah. And you know, that, that may sound frivolous, but is you know, when you're an adolescent, nothing is frivolous. So no. you know, that, that matters. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there were concrete things like educational. One of my kids had some, um, you know, very inconvenient learning disabilities, you know, dyslexia and auditory processing. Mm -hmm. and, and, all. and so we would pray about that and, um, you know, and ask for God's help for that and yeah. look for ways, you know, just, you know, that God would reveal to us ways that we could help 
him develop the skills he needed and to accentuate the gifts that God had given him so he could lean into those. And we needed God's wisdom on that. And for God to work in his own heart so that he could, you know, they, it came out of his soul, what, what to do. And, um, and really cool is that, you know, that God worked to help him find his own tools. So we had concrete things we worked on, but God put some, some interest in his heart in filmmaking and creativity, and he could lean into that strength. And that gave him the energy to stick through the hard things that dys dyslexia would put across his path. And, you know, he's, he's um, uh, got his master's degree now and is a teacher wow. and, and, you know, the dyslexia is still there. It, you know, that like God didn't say, okay, now I'm waving my, my godlike magic wand and making that go away. But he gave him the, the discernment of the tools to use for the hard things, but to really lean into the gifts that God had given him. Um, and so he is a, a favorite teacher of a bunch of middle schoolers um, that, and you know, has a sense of, is a calling. <laughs> yeah, and it, he learned resilience and he learned creativity and that's what middle schoolers need yes, is to get do. those tools. So, it, you know, that being able to intercede as a mom and, and help him learn how to pray and be aware um, was definitely, uh, you know, like the house didn't burn down or anything like that, but it was a, it was a thing for him. So. Yes. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? I told you that I have four daughters mm. and four times this happened. I woke up one day and my lovely daughter had disappeared and in her place had moved into our home, the most emotional person mm. I had ever met in my life. And this happened four times. <laughs> and I thought the first time it happened, I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> what happened to my sweet daughter? Yeah. She was just on this emotional roller coaster mm. and she would feel angry. She would feel sad. She would cry. I mean, the gamut of emotions was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I remember thinking when it first happened, honestly, Vicki, I thought I've blown it as a parent because mm -hmm. like, she's not okay. What, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? It just so shook me because I had been that way as a young teenager, but of course I had not been a Christian. I mm -hmm. thought, well, of course I'm raising my children to know the Lord. This won't happen, but then it did. And it happened four times with my daughter and I'll talk <laughs> about my son later, but I just was really blown away by the intense emotion. And I remember really having to go to the Lord and say, what do I do? Like, how do I, how do I love her through this? How do I listen to her emotions? How do I like, what's the balance? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to respond? And it was a really, um, and then homeschooling in the midst of that, when <laughs> like you're yeah. thinking, I don't want to correct this paper because <laughs> <laughs> so it was really, it was really a challenging time for me. And I think it really, like you said, you know, I had this idea, if I just protect my children, mm -hmm. if I just, if I raise them to know the Lord and raise them, you know, in all these different ways to do the right thing, 
that no harm will ever come near them and they'll have these perfect happy lives and Mm -hmm. I think you know that's so like listening to myself say that is so stupid I just am I just think that I think that way but then I realized you know that's the heart of a mom is we want to protect and nurture and make sure our kids are okay so that was that was the first like huge thing where I felt like okay I may be able to protect my child from what's outside of them, but I'll never be able to protect them Mm. from what's inside of them. Mm. And they have to learn to go to the Lord and they have to learn to get their strength from the Lord. So we made it through. All of my four daughters are lovely women. And it was about a year for each one. And Mm -hmm. I remember talking to a young mom recently and saying, just telling her this story and she was so shocked and I just was sharing with her you know like different emotional outbursts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and she could not she like your daughters and I'm like oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. it is it is real life yep yeah all right so those are those are are all precious and important stories and sometimes the adversity gets to be more painful And, you know, I can give the example of my, my uh, second son, um, his oldest child was born with severe disabilities, uh, you know, like life incapacitating disabilities. And, um, you know, that is something that every day, you know, we knew he would be born with disabilities and weren't sure he would even live and he's five now. Um, and he's the sweetest guy and he loves music, um, but very, very, very disabled. And, uh, you know, we, from the time he was conceived, we all prayed for him. And then when we found out there were troubles, you know, we prayed and asked for God's intervention and the way God's intervention has looked is the fortitude to pray every day for him Mm. and the, the fortitude of his parents, you know, and the, um, the open doors for resources for him. And, uh, and so, you know, when, when I tell God how to run the universe, I, I tell him, this is not how you're supposed to do this, you know, like, but that's, you know, I am not the one who's running the show and I don't have the wisdom to understand all these things, but I do know that that's a strength. Like you, you have to have some divine injection of strength to get through an incurable problem. Yes. So that's uh, that the ability to pray and uh, and to to trust God as a family, which we have definitely all been, you know, in prayer alongside. So that's you know that that's adversity, and um, and God has been gracious to handle it in God's way, you know, through through the direct you know like gift of strength. So, any any things from your family? Well, uh, around, um, around the time that my oldest daughter, my second daughter was about to graduate, um, well, I guess between my first and second daughter's graduating from high school, my parents began to get very sick. Mm. And um, so they're about four hours south of us. I live in Central Florida. And um, so I, and they also had my 101 year old grandmother living with them. Wow. So there was constant trips where I would grab one of the younger ones and maybe my middle daughter 
and then leave one of the younger ones home with one of the older ones. And mm-hmm. so it was, um, I made a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of runs and, um, and my grandmother passed away. And then unexpectedly, my grandmother lived to be 101 and my mom hadn't even had her 70th birthday when she passed away. Mm-hmm. And that was devastating, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, because of the shock of it and mm-hmm. because my dad was also very sick and I just hadn't expected my mom to be the one to go. Mm. And so I remember that just trying to function, I had Mm -hmm. little ones and I had um, older ones and of course the church. And it was, it was a really, really hard time for me. And I remember, um, you know, I tend to be someone who soldiers on you know, mm-hmm. that kind of person. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I was able to, but I remember that something that I didn't realize until much later is that in order to deal with my grieving, my sadness, because it didn't seem like there was time, mm-hmm. I would come up with things to kind of pull away and be mm-hmm. by myself to mm-hmm. work on. And I didn't like, at the time I never saw it. I just would constantly find myself doing that. And, um, and so I think in that, I ended up hurting my children because they maybe needed me mm-hmm. and they didn't really understand why I was doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. When I finally realized what I was doing, of course, we talked all that out and hashed all that out, but it was very... I don't know why sometimes as moms that we don't realize that we need time to grieve and time to stop. And I think, you know, that could have made things a lot easier on everyone. If I would have just said, Hey, I can't keep going like this. I need time to pull away and time to stop. And my dad ended up moving up near us and then he passed away a couple of years later. So Mm -hmm. It was just a very traumatic time for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But of course, as a mom, my children loved my parents and they really missed them and they were sad, but they weren't experiencing the kind of grief that I yes. was. Yeah. And so um, I think that was probably um, an intense time. And the kids did more independent schoolwork. We, um, we focused more on like reading out loud together and things like that, even though they were older. Yeah. Because we just needed that time to kind of cement more together. But I would mm-hmm. say that was the hardest time in my homeschool journey, just trying to, um, you know, process that because mm-hmm. I don't know that you're ever ready for your parents to die. Right. And when it happens like all at once, it's, it, it was really overwhelming. So um, what, what I saw God show me through that was that I don't always have to be strong mm-hmm. and that he is strong in my weakness. And sometimes his grace made perfect in my weakness is able to be more effective than me at my best, which mm-hmm. I know I believe that. Of course, it says that in the Bible, but 
to actually experience it is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the hard thing is, is having to go through those experiences, but also to knowing that there can be grace there for us. Yes. If, if, and I know, I know, you know, the um, homeschool high school podcast, all the moms who listen are real people. So they have some version or the other of adversity going on in their lives because this is just a broken world. Um, what kind of suggestions would you give to a mom going through any level, you know, simple one or to a really big one, um, different adversities? I would say allow yourself to be sad. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to be disappointed because sometimes we can, just because God is good and sovereign and he ultimately works all things out for our good, when things hurt, we need to be able to acknowledge that they hurt. Yeah. I think, And so sometimes we need to be able to say, Lord, I am disappointed that you didn't heal my grandson. I am disappointed that you took my mom so young. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then of course we have to move on from that. But I think that's the first thing to just acknowledge that it is disappointing when things don't go the way you hope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then from that place to really surrender to the Lord, and I know today I was, I was on a walk with the Lord and I was just talking to him about some things that were grieving me. And I said, you know, Lord, I, I've had so many different dreams in my heart and I, I really like, I'm 60 years old and I want to spend the rest of my life dreaming your dreams. Mm -hmm. Like I really don't. I really don't want to be pursuing my own dreams at all. I want to be pursuing your dreams. And, and as I was just like, it was a really emotional time. And then I walked all of a sudden there was this man there with this dog and I had been praying out loud and I was so embarrassed and so <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. He probably thinks I'm crazy, <laughs> so, but I'm just having this conversation with the Lord. It's, I can't even believe I'm telling you about it, but <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But as I'm like, as I was thinking about that, I, I really think that we have to, in our life, constantly surrender to the Lord because we don't always understand, mm -hmm. but we do know God loves us and that he is good and that his word is true. Mm -hmm. And his word says that we're the apple of his eye. His mm -hmm. word says he'll work all things together for good for those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. And his word says that even if we walk through the fire, we will not be burned. And if we walk through the raging waters, they will not overcome us. And I think sometimes we can assent to that mentally, but in our life situations, we have to understand that God wants us to know those things are true. And he wants us to experience his love and his goodness in a deep way. And I've come to believe in my walk with the Lord that his greatest desire for me is that I know and love him. And, and I think that if you're going through something right now, number one, it reminds me of Lamentations where it says, God does not willingly afflict the children of men. So it's never that God causes things to happen, 
but sometimes he does allow them to happen. Mm. And also that because bad things are happening in your life doesn't mean that God loves you less. In fact, often those who walk the closest with the Lord experience more of the trials and the hard times because he's needing their hearts to be so Mm -hmm. yielded to him. So know that God is for you, no matter what the circumstances are like. And then thirdly, you will get so much unsolicited advice (laughs) and And many times that advice will make you feel like, oh, this is my fault. This is my fault. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, as moms, we're not perfect. We make a ton of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're homeschooling your child today, if you're listening to this today, I have to believe that you have given your best and that you love your kids. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that matters yeah and that god sees your heart and when god sees that our heart is to do the right thing for him for the people that we love i don't believe that he punishes that whether we make mistakes or not he does punish willful sin but he doesn't punish us just blowing it and so I think sometimes we need to not listen to all those voices that attach blame and attach fault. And we just need to realize that we do live, like you said at the beginning, we live in a fallen world. All of us experience the rain and the storms. It's just how it is. When we get to heaven, it will be perfect. There'll be no more of this, but here on earth we'll experience that. But God is with us. And those three words, God, or God is with <laughs> us, change everything. Yes. Because he will never let us down. And he has beauty and purpose for awful things to us. We think, oh, this is so awful. But then he has beauty and purpose in it. So hang in there. Don't give up. God is for you. Keep praying. Keep pressing in. Keep reading the word. And know that this season is not forever. That's so beautiful. This is a perfect place just then to just segue into Meredith. How can people connect with you? So how how will they find you? Okay. (laughs) I am on Facebook, um, Meredith Ludwig Curtis. Mm -hmm. I have a Facebook page, Powerline Productions. And my website is powerlineprod.com. You can contact me through that, powerlineprod.com, and read my blog there. Mm -hmm. And I really, uh, you can sign up for my newsletter on my website. And Mm -hmm. I know sometimes people respond to my newsletters and I answer them. However you try to contact me, I will try to contact you back because... I am, of course, done homeschooling, but my heart and passion really is to equip homeschooling families to experience the joy of the Lord and Mm. his success in their life. So that is, you know, yes, I'm selling books. I love my books. I love Mm. all my curriculum. It's so fun. But um, my heart really is to help you to become what God has called you to be and experience that full joy. So 
Um, and of course, I have my store on my website, powerlineprod.com. Um, probably my most popular courses are high school courses. I have a lot of one credit high school courses mm -hmm. um, and middle school courses, but I, I have a lot there. So check it out. There's unit studies. There's just all kinds of stuff. And Vicki, I just want to tell you, say to you that I really, really respect and admire you. And I appreciate, I really appreciate what you are doing for people because I, I feel like you're a kindred spirit in your heart for homeschooling families and equipping them. So I just thank you so much for having oh, me. Really bless, blesses me. I got tears in my <laughs> eyes and right back at you, sister. I tell you, <laughs> like, praise God. It, it is so good that no matter where we are, you know, where our location is or what's going on in life, that we have a God who cares and we Amen. have the ability to connect over a digital or just in spirit in prayer. Um, and I, I just thank God for that. And thank you for being here. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we better wrap it up. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.